0: Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Here in the Nutraverse, it's pretty hard to go very long without hearing or reading about the gut microbiome. When it comes to this complex community inside the gut, scientists have more questions than answers. What is known is that diet impacts the microbiota and our overall health. To bring some context to the topic, I would like to welcome Dr. Dan Gubler. He's a Caltech-trained natural product chemist who formulated over 200 supplements, as well as a phytonutrient expert, just to name a few. Dr. Dan, good to have you here with us.
1: Pleasure, Danielle. Thank you for having me.
0: So studies have found that guts lacking diversity are associated with other health issues like Parkinson's disease and autoimmune diseases and things like that is the diversity in someone's gut microbiome an indicator of overall health
1: it is yeah from the recent research that we're seeing diversity of microbiome and the good bacteria in the gut collectively known as a microbiome is key and really when you look at human health diversity is key in everything the body performs millions of chemical reactions every single second and it relies on several different systems in order to maintain homeostasis and balance, and what we 're finding is that the microbiome is one of these major players in systems.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier in the intro it's hard to, to not hear about it on a daily basis. it's becoming such a hot topic these days. One thing I 've been reading a lot about is mental health. This affects you know billions of people, and there's mounting evidence that shows this issue is only getting worse. What are your thoughts on the gut-brain axis? Can the food we eat really impact our brains?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, people have thought about that for a long time, thousands of years, back to Hippocrates, which was the first person to propose the gut-brain axis. And when you look at things, there's a great paper that was published in uh, 2015, a few years ago now, by scientists at Caltech, where they found that certain good bacteria actually produce the neurotransmitter serotonin. And then they did uptake studies and found that serotonin produced from good bacteria can actually be taken up into the brain. So it's really amazing. These good bacteria are like natural product producing factories where they produce small molecules like serotonin and other neurotransmitters that can support cognitive health.
0: So, serotonin, that's the sort of the happy chemical.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's it's the feel good chemical, for lack of a better word, but it also plays a vital role in signaling cascades and signal transduction cascades in the brain to make sure reactions in the brain are happening.
0: I had no idea that this was an issue or, you know, something that was talked about so long ago. I thought that probably, I think a lot of people probably thought this is, you know, a newer topic, a new area of research, but it's been going on for thousands of years, apparently.
1: Right. You know, and even the phrase, you know, there's a common phrase in English where we say, go with your gut, right? Well, that actually might be more true than we think because these good bacteria are playing a vital role in all aspects of health and cognition is a huge one.
0: Right, right. Another thing that is huge is sleep. Shift work, it's associated with dysbiosis and increased risk for metabolic diseases like type 2 diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome, all those sort of things some studies have been suggesting that sleep deprivation leads to changes in gut composition is there hope out there for shift workers and insomniacs what can they do
1: yeah so that's a great question the key here is when we're using polypharmacology which is a fancy word for what we do in the nutraceutical industry, where we use natural compounds from plants that can help support health. And what we're finding now is that there are many compounds in plants, like polyphenols and chlorogenic acids, to name a few, that can help to support gut health. And so really, when it comes to shift workers and these types of people, supplementation is going to be huge to take pre and probiotics in order to support health. No supplementation, in all cases, we're talking about shift workers, but in general, we have these lifestyle factors like poor health choices, stress, anxiety, pollution, etc., that actually create a gap to where we are to where we need to be health-wise, and supplementation helps to fill that.
0: Absolutely. I know that it's not really a one-size-fits-all situation, so for those people who perhaps work at hours is there a certain type of supplement they should take versus somebody who has more of a nine-to-five type schedule
1: yeah for those type of people I mean they're more vulnerable to um, changes in gut health and so supplementing with a fiber supplement that has uh, prebiotic activity prebiotic meaning it's one of the preferred foods the good bacteria in the gut and the microbiome like to eat and then taking a science-based probiotic product where each of the strains in the probiotic product have been validated by clinical studies to support health. That would be a critical supplement that these types of people you know, li- uh, with this lifestyle should take.
0: Dr. Dan, speaking of research, when you're looking at product labels and reading about new products on the market, what type of research, what do you look for in the research when you're uh, choosing certain supplements?
1: Yeah, the thing that I look for is I look for peer-reviewed clinical studies in the literature. What a lot of people might not know, they might not know the difference between peer-reviewed and not peer-reviewed journals. So saying that something is just published in a journal isn't enough because there's some journals where there's no scrutiny. There's no other scientists that look at the science, that look at the research methods that were used to determine if the results are valid. And so I look for things that are published in the peer-reviewed Literature, meaning that the editor of the journal and several scientific reviewers have reviewed the work to make sure that it's fundamentally sound scientific.
0: Okay, that's great to know because as savvy as a lot of consumers are, I think it can be intimidated when you are looking at these studies and you see you know double words like double blind placebo or in vitro peer-reviewed or, you know, etc. cetera, people don't always know the difference. They don't have time to look it up. So just seeing it was published might be enough for them. So it's good to know that you want something that is peer-reviewed and that's of importance.
1: For sure. Yeah, it's critical, right? There's so many opinions out there on health and some of these opinions sound good, you know, when you think about it, but there's really no science behind it. So we want to make sure that whatever we do when we're looking for supplements are backed by... Bonafide science in the peer reviewed literature in order to ensure that they're going to support health and help to bridge that gap, which is the reason why we're taking this supplement in the first place.
0: Right, right. And so, I mean, as you probably know, the microbiome is as unique as a fingerprint. But is there a good approach to a healthy gut and overall health? I mean, I know we talked about probiotics, but is there things that we should eat, things we should avoid? What general advice do you have for people?
1: Yeah, when it comes to looking at the peer-reviewed scientific literature, things we should eat to promote gut health, fiber is the number one thing. Fiber is the preferred food for good bacteria. It's prebiotic. So we need to be taking both soluble and insoluble fibers, either um, through our diets, certainly, but also if we're not getting enough fiber through a science-based supplement. The other thing that's really interesting when you look at the recent literature is that there are papers showing that organic compounds like chlorogenic acids and polyphenols can actually help to encourage the growth of good bacteria. So eating fruits and vegetables, fruits like apples and oranges that have polyphenols, even um, cacao, cocoa and cacao nibs that have cocoa cocoflavanols and eating nuts and things like this can actually help to support the gut.
0: Got it. So, the interest in the microbiome has definitely led to a rise in the digestive health category. Any other recent studies or interesting things you've come across in regards to that?
1: Yeah, so th- there was a paper that was published recently showing that exercise actually helps to change the composition of the microbiome. And different types of exercise can cause different changes. And so, back to our comment on variety, it, it all comes down to v- variation. You know, just like we vary our diet, our eating regimen, eating a variation of foods is good, a di- different types of exercises is good, our financial portfolio, right? We invest in different things to make sure it's balanced. Same thing is true with uh, with human health and taking care of the gut. We need to make sure that we're, that we're uh, focusing on the three pillars of health, which is eating properly, eating a diversity of foods, exercising and trying different exercise regimens to mix things up a little bit, and then taking science-based supplementation, that, Uh, Supplements that have uh, fiber, probiotics, and um, phytobiotics, what we call phytobiotics, or these natural products, these epinutrients that help to support good bacterial growth via supporting healthy gene expression.
0: All great advice. So you're telling me probiotics, maybe some chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, exercise. (laughs) Dark chocolate is the key to a healthy gut microbiome.
1: Yep, those are three key pillars that will get us on a very good start.
0: All right, Dr. Dan Gubler, thank you for helping us navigate this complex but very important issue.
1: Pleasure, Danielle. Thank you.
0: And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And it's just a few days away. Please join us at the Nutri-Ingredients USA Sports Nutrition Summit in sunny San Diego, February 3rd through 5th. I will be moderating a panel on influencers. Plus, we'll hear from several experts on formulation challenges. And of course, the microbiome will be discussed. You can find more at nutri usacom Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I'm Danielle Masterson and I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.